time to watch a movie you've never seen. There might be some ninjas or a crazy death machine, but there will be smiles and there will be tears. You won't watch another movie for about 800 years. It's time for death by video. Do what you feel is right, Graham. Yeah, just go with it. Hey, it's okay. Death by Video, and it's 2018. I'm Graham. I'm Phil. I'm Kit. And I'm Lillian. And we are joined by our very extra special guest today, the one, the only... <laughs> Maladonna! No, that is the one, the only, Aramina Perez. Okay, fine. You got it. Okay, if you talk, you have to talk into the microphone if you want to talk. And we are watching Elvira's Haunted Hills. It is not the 1988 classic Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. It is her 2001 follow-up, Elvira's Haunted Hills, co-starring Richard O'Brien. From Rocky Horror. Yes, exactly. So, guys, uh, this is our first show back. Has everyone had a good holiday? It has been a good holiday, a a freezing cold holiday, and we're finally out of that cold spell. Yes. Kid? I I concur. With everything? with, With Phil. With everything, with everyone. The weather and yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's been a cold one. We survived. We're all here, back in the old, back back in the old abandoned video store here at uh, Highway Eight or wherever the hell we are. Highway Nine, I believe. You have to be on mic when you're talking. Is this live? Yes, it's live. You have to you have to motion for the mic whenever you wow, want to talk. Okay, um, Highway Nine. Ames, uh, you've seen this one before, right? Yeah, we're jumping. Yes, yeah? we've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait. Yes, she has. She actually, I think uh, Ermina and Lillian are the only two people here who have seen this film. Yeah. Is that correct? That's right. And I think we've all seen Elvira, Mistress of the Dark now. Yeah. I would well, say yes. In this, in this second one, I don't know how much I can give away. Um, they do have a Bob-like character, which is like a Fabio. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's actually some interesting uh, trivia about that because Fabio was supposed to play that character in Elvira's Haunted Hills, but they got into a monetary dispute, so they cast a local Romanian who actually didn't speak English. That's right. And so which they we will see. Dubbed. They dubbed him. And it looks really cool. Awesome. So, guys, Wait, yes? I have a question. Did they mm-hmm. film in a real castle? They shot it in Romania, uh, real Transylvania. I don't know if they shot in a real castle or not, but it was... Uh, I am told from my research that this one was meant to evoke the... Um, the Edgar Allan Poe films starring Vincent Price from the 60s that uh, that Roger Corman did several of. Yeah, you'll see the... You'll see the... The gothic trappings. All right, and before we get into the, the film... Themes. You'll see the themes, I guess, I want to say, in the movie. Ah, cool. It was Vincent Price and Boris Karloff, right? 
I don't think I think Carlin Carl, did a couple. Carl wasn't at least one of them. Yeah, I was he did. You must remember this, and the, she did Queen along with this talk about um, the Roger Corman era of uh, Boris Karloff. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know he did. A, he did a couple at least. I know he was in Targets uh, with that Peter Bogdanovich directed, yeah, and that was one. a contractually obligated appearance. So, guys. What have we all seen? Has anyone seen anything interesting since we last recorded? Way back when, when on New Year's Eve, when we all watched The Room together? Uh, yeah, I've seen, I've seen a few really good movies. Um, What's that, Phil? Nocturama was really good. Uh, Sicario was really good. And um... Kit, what have you seen? Kit's so fascinated by this um, Pelican uh, case that's in my apartment slash the abandoned video store. Why, why do you keep calling this place your apartment, Graham? Is there something we don't know? I think Graham's been living at the old abandoned video store. Graham, is everything all right? I might be homeless. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's looking a lot like you are. Oh, wait. I but it's nice that you can call this place home. Uh, Graham, I hope uh, when you're, you know, redoing or editing and stuff this mm-hmm. here and now... Um, you add a lot of these special effects, like maybe maybe some thunder when we're talking about the castle in Romania. Okay. Romania? Yes, Romania. You mean this thunder's not real, Romania? The thunder's gonna be real. Just give me five minutes. I don't know what that means. Um, Kit, have you seen anything interesting over the last uh, little while? Uh, well, over the Christmas break, I introduced the niece and nephew to Indiana Jones. Ah, how'd that go over? Uh, they, they enjoyed it. They, we sat peacefully and watched it. And uh, <laughs> They are um, eight and six, to answer the off-mic off yeah. question. I love that you use the word peacefully. That means they didn't, uh, they were pretty glued or well, that they was didn't the whole, fight you the for it. The whole point is budge. that they wouldn't settle down. So I was like, I'm just going to put on a movie and we're going to watch it. And, and they sat and watched it. Cool. So they're led into Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? Yeah. <laughs> no, I went with... Uh, I, I was going to go with Temple of Doom, but then I went with... No, for Raiders. children? Yeah, no. Well, I, I watched it when I was that age, I know, and it scarred me for I life. I know. They, they rip out a guy's beating heart and hold it in front of his face. It was terrifying. They eat eyeball stew and yep. monkey brains. And monkey brains, yeah. But, um... Hey, these are things that you do when you're uh, relic you hunting. It, <laughs> Temple of Doom is, actually, and, is well, the most, you know, probably the most stuff. racist of the Indiana Jones franchise, too, but... Uh, Wasn't that a TV show, Relic Hunter? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But, um, so we went with Raiders of the Lost Ark, because it's got a good hook at the uh, the intro mm-hmm. with, the, with the rolling ball, and when he goes into... With, with Alfred Molina, young yep. Alfred Molina, who I always forget is in that movie. Um... But yeah, they enjoyed it. Uh, Nazis' faces got melted, and they weren't scared at all, and they were very tough about it. So yeah, we, we all enjoyed it. There's and, nothing uh, better than watching some Nazis bite the dust. Yeah, I think. Oh, I had to explain to my nephew what Nazis were. Cause he's like, oh, who are Nazis? Oh, oh no! Like they're bad people. Get ready to be depressed for a long time. <laughs> there was this well, thing called the Holocaust. <laughs> Did they ask you what the Ark of the Covenant was? Uh, yeah, that question came up too, and I just said like it's a it's a it's a treasure it's from a holy God. Relic. Yeah, it's like God's treasure or something like. I'm, I'm not even sure what the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark is. of the Covenant oh, is it's actually a Moses's tablets, right? Yes, it is the the broken tablets, uh, and the Ark of the Covenant is just a box containing the the remains of the original Ten Commandments that were broken when Moses threw them into the fire when all those guys built the fake uh, gold cow. And tons of gnarly ghosts are in there too. According to Indiana Jones, yes. Yeah, yeah. That melt the face of Nazis and, well, of anyone in the vicinity. Mm -hmm. Biblical scholars just think it's a box. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
But uh, anyway, so I watched that, and then I haven't watched much else. I finished The Deuce. I heard that was good. Yeah, quite good. Quite good. I think we had this conversation yesterday. We did. We yeah. did. And I talked about um, all David Simon shows having this kind of quality to them that I can't quite place. Where it's all very... lots of information in all of them, and uh, kind of almost a, a cliched quality to them that somehow rings as authentic. Like, I don't know. Hmm. They've all got that kind They've of... They've all got that sheen. From The Wire to Much Treme to even than... Generation Kill, if anybody remembers that one. I don't know, but it's on, it's on Crave. I haven't watched it yet. Never watched The Corner, which was was kind of his first miniseries. But... So, Ermina, our first, first time on the podcast. Um, and this is Lillian's, I think, 17th appearance? Yeah, I count. I keep count. Go for it, Lil. Sorry, sorry, Ermina. Um, okay, I have something to say just before we start. Uh, this is for the women the present right now. Uh, we reserve the right to not allow you to edit any of our voices tonight. <laughs> because our voices have to be heard. <laughs> We should also point out that Ermina Perez is a star of several of my film projects. Um, she is a wonderful actress, and uh, without her, my success in the last year was not would not have been possible. So I just want to make sure this is um, uh, recorded and broadcast on the internet. By the way, we're going to have a Twitter account. Speaking of internet, follow us on it's set up right, Kit. Yeah, follow us at at Death by Video Pod. All one word, obviously. On Twitter. And uh, Twitter. Kit is our Twitter uh, commander. Sure, well, I mean, we can commander. all dabble. Commander, I like that better. We can all dabble. It's not set up yet. I mean, it'll be up and running in a few By days. By the time this episode launches. Little Seamus or Seamus. And Kit, of course, is the uh, Bobby De Niro to my Martin Scorsese. He is uh, slotted into any character that I can think of for him, even when it's an Irish policeman. I prefer yeah. to think of myself as your Harvey Keitel. Oh, that's Ooh. better. That's better. So I guess Armin is the Great Robert response. De Niro. Yeah. Great response. Yeah. It's pretty surreal uh, to be in here tonight uh, with uh, Robert De Niro and Harvey Keitel, I gotta say. Yeah. yeah. And uh, talking to me. Marty S. Yes. Marty S. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I was drawing a blank. That was a that was a that was a very pregnant yes. pause right there, Lil. So Lillian, so what, that, what is that making with me? Uh, so, uh, I've seen a couple interesting things. I watched the uh, 4K remastered version of Suspiria, which was beautiful. Oh, wow. Um, I watched uh, No Retreat, No Surrender, Part 2. Not related from a callback to our very first episode, with yeah. which both Kit and Phil are wildly enthusiastic about. Because <laughs> Kit's on his phone. Um, and it was the the martial arts was somewhat better. The storyline was somewhat worse. There was a lot more like mass shootings in it because it was about two guys versus what looked like the Cambodian army to get back one dude's girlfriend. Uh, the great Cynthia Rothrock, the um, the Caucasian Western uh, action kung fu star uh, in Hong Kong, uh, was the co-star in it. And yeah, it was forgettable. Um, no retreat, no surrender. Part one. Um, and then I watched Kill Bill Volume 1, which I hadn't seen in a long time. Great movie. Then I actually watched last night the 70mm projection of uh, Stanley Kubrick's 2001 at the Tiff Bell Lightbox. It was a gorgeous print and a wonderful screening. Phil, you also attended. I, I saw it not last night, but the week before. And it was a marvel. Yeah. Last time, the second time I'd seen it, the first time I saw it was on VHS as a kid. Oh, wow. Only the second time ever seeing it. Mm hmm. Mm. And I fast forwarded a lot of scenes as a kid as well. NGL. Oh my god. Didn't y'all go see some Sam Peckinpah thing? Oh yeah, we saw the, we saw the Wild Bunch. Yeah, I just remember recalling that as well. Yeah. 
Yeah, we went to go see The Wild Bunch on New Year's Day in 70mm, also the Tiff Bell Lightbox, which I think out of everyone here, I enjoyed the movie the most. I think Phil enjoyed it the least, and uh, Ermina and Lil are kind of in between. No, I... We're not kind of in between because we were at the end of the, the thing where we were sitting, so we weren't sitting very close, right? I mean, we were kind of like, you guys have no idea how we felt. <laughs> I was really depressed afterward, after watching really? that movie. Yeah. Why is that? It was depressing. The whole thing was depressing. And now you go to ask me why, but it's already flown away. Okay. <laughs> and on that note, uh, we're going to watch Elyra's Haunted Hills and come back and talk to it. There's a lot of interesting trivia uh, uh, production facts surrounding it. It kind of was a life-changing event for Cassandra Peterson, who, who plays Elvira. Um, and uh, it's a very interesting follow-up to Elvira's Haunted Hills. And oh, we'll, I was going to ask. No, not Haunted yes. Hills, but... Um, oh, uh, Mistress of the Dark. Mistress of the Dark, which I think I have seen some of. You haven't seen Mistress of the Dark? Oh, I remember Elvira very clearly, and I remember my dad was trying to, I don't know, he recorded some episodes. She had a show, right? Yeah, she did. Yeah, he recorded some episodes. Yeah. I don't actually remember those shows, though. I just remember that from... It was like a precursor to um, the uh, Mystery Science Theater, in a way. Like, she just made fun of movies, right? She just did commentary. Commentary on movies. uh, Okay, I'm sorry. My mistake. Hello. All right, um, and I remember my dad trying to, like, oh, this is a funny show, the boys will love it, and my mom was like, there's too much cleavage, we're not, <laughs> you're not showing the boys this, and that's my Elvira story. Oh, that's a really good one. This, 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 actually, this Haunted Hills one is kind of, um, you say, what is it about, this and that, it's kind of like, is it Young Frankenstein, or, yeah, it's, it's got that sort of thing, you have all your, your Igor, and this and that and the monster it's, it, it's described on the dvd box somewhat suspiciously as austin powers and young young frankenstein equal parts of both yeah that's it and i didn't even read that this is gonna be a great episode and you're not cutting out any voices remember any female voices. Yeah, cut out all the male voices if you like. No, but. not all, but... <sighs> this is... No, I'm editing the hell out of this. Hold on a second. They wanted to do another horror host, and yeah. Cassandra Peterson was in Los Angeles. She had actually moved to Los Angeles after meeting Elvis, and Elvis told her you should move to L.A. or move to Hollywood. Uh-huh. So she did, um, and the, the, the show basically was just like, hey, we need a host, and Elvira was... Or Cassandra Peterson was kind of around, like... Um, doing odd, you know, spots. She appeared a lot of times in in movies as dancer or somebody's girlfriend. And so she auditioned and was cast as this character Elvira, although she created the character of Elvira and owns the copyright on it, Mm -hmm. which is how she can still use it today. And she kind of uh, describes it as being her when she was like 17. So which is where the kind of speak comes from in the sense of humor. And the look was greatly inspired by uh, Vampira and also, um, uh, what's her name from the Adams family? Morticia Adams. Morticia, yeah. And with a little, little dash of Lily Munster. No, those, she what? predated Jessica Rabbit. She what? She predated, sorry. Microphone, 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 microphone. Oh, Can she, she, uh, Jessica Rabbit. No, no, she, uh, she predated Jessica Rabbit. Thanks, okay. Amina. You helped me out a lot here. Well, the thing is, yeah, I did hear about Vampira suing Elvira for all that, and it's a shame, really, because Elvira is just kind of bringing that back, you know, and she was doing it really well, and I freaking love her. 
yeah uh we've we've been in we've been huge fans of hers uh we've watched her movie as young tots and <laughs> not, tots, <laughs> not but tots but uh we just she just keeps coming up i mean uh mm-hmm. she's very memorable and well, funny i and did want to ask you guys i love where she i love where she uh i love where she work pokes fun and she just she, she just pokes has, fun with love she, yeah, yeah. So, Lots of love. she's so, a gas so i wanted to i wanted to ask both you and ermina um when did you first discover elvira because it seems like you guys have had like her um her number for a long time. I discovered it when I saw the movie Mistress of the Dark on ASN's uh, Great Movies, which was kind of the Atlantic Canada's version of uh, City TV. Kit's nodding his head like, yep, he's a big big fan of the old Atlantic Satellite Network. But uh, Ermina. I think we saw it on TV too. Yeah. Um, With Dennis and Marina those times. Mm -hmm. I can't recall how old I was. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, it's, yeah. Saw it on TV. I don't know if it was ASN. Is ASN the guy that plays all our favorite cartoons and he should be given a fruit basket up in the <laughs> castle? I, I don't know what you're talking about at all. No, ASN that? was never in, in Toronto. It's the Atlantic Satellite Network. Oh, okay. It's now known as CTV2 Halifax. Okay. Okay. Yeah, saw it on TV. Okay, cool. Yes. Okay. Uh, does anyone have anything else to add before we actually sit down and watch this movie? But you and Kit, you've guys kind of known each other for a long time too, right? In another dimension. The other dimension of in this dimension? dimension. Yes. Maybe in the dimension where we would all know each other. Yeah. Maybe in the dimension where we would all know each other. Like you're gonna use this, Graham. Like you're really gonna use this. Well, now I have to. See, it's uh, yeah. By twenty-seven episodes, Phil and I have been trained rather well to to not even speak unless we have the microphone in our hand. <laughs> Good doggies. <laughs> we are. We are. We're very obedient. Um, but the uh, the noobs here uh, don't quite have that self control. But they'll learn. We're being patient. You're not a noob, Will. <laughs> That's a sound effect for later for when he said dogs. Okay. So with all that being said. This is Elvira's Haunted Hills. We'll be right back. Yes, I'll put in thunder here, Amina. Lots of thunder. You won't be able to move. You won't be able to scream. You won't be able to take your eyes off of Elvira's Haunted Hills. Allow me to present Elvira. Yeah, nice meeting you too. Elvira. Entertainer extraordinaire. See Elvira stretch herself as an actress in her most challenging role. I just love butterflies ever so much. Richard O'Brien in his most horrifying performance since the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, why? 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 Snap out of it. Yeah, what are you going for, an Oscar? A film that is so steamy. Ooh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> so shocking. That's another unfortunate Elzebus family trait. Catalepsy. Fear of cats? You'll scream. Yes, Johan! You'll gasp. You'll die laughing. Mom! Damn, hate when that happens. From the masterfully macabre mind of Elvira. Right, like there's something going on in my mind. 
Elvira's Haunted Hills. The village people say this castle is evil. Eh, who listens to the village people anymore? <laughs> Sorry, we're, we're eating a lot of crackers and spam here, which is throwing the podcast off the rails. It's totally wild. So, um, we're going to get... Yeah. yeah. So we're going to get to this. So the Vanessa asked why, or no, was it Lil that asked why I like well, this? No. Graham, why don't you continue? Um, uh, I am, you, you mentioned that you like this one better than Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. So why don't yeah. you uh, elaborate? I, I don't know if I, I should say I liked it better, but like the last time I saw, I laughed more at this than I did at Elvira, Mistress of the Dark the last time I saw it, because I've seen Elvira, Mistress of the Dark so many times. And, um, uh, and I'm just used to it. I know it inside and out. And there's much more Elvira and new jokes in this and new puns. And it's all just wonderful. So you're just like, oh, there's more new stuff that I didn't know existed. So I'm very happy to have it. So I'm just like, oh, it's new stuff. So I like it because it's new. Um, I like the setting especially as well. Like I think that the setting works really well, especially her juxtaposition. Because like her juxtaposition against the, uh, the conservative small town in the 1980s is very much of the time. Whereas this is a bit more timeless. Yeah, like I guess. when she says, oh, a lot of people are shocked by my appearance. She says that in Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, too. Exactly. There's a lot of things in, in, in this that are repeated, and they're just at perfect times, and it's just a joy to watch. Yeah. Like, I, I, I understand what you're saying about, like, seeing it again, like, seeing new stuff and new stuff. It's like, yeah, like, it's nice to see it in a new setting and, like, in a new, and but still the same kind of Still I mean, the same Elvira. It's, it's a, no, it's, a, it's the same message. Like, she was too ahead of the times or too whatever, joie de vivre and all that stuff, rock and roll, for the 80s and those tight asses back then with She's the She's an yuppies. entertainer, and this is and what she wants to... And she's a tight ass to, for those times, this is too. Her, this is she's going to be like, you know... This is um, her mantra. This exactly. is her goal. This is oh, her... Oh, Ada, Ada, Ada. Oh, I just want to just throw in that I'm happy... Happy that I like happy that this one was was enjoyable as well. Like it's it's nice to to see a good sequel to or a good follow up to something you already love. Here's here's what I'll say in in sort of like I understand um, Phil's feelings on the movie, but I won't express them because I want to be uh, popular in this room of Elvira lovers. But um, Elvira is very charming. She has uh, hella charm and it shines through. And uh, that was a fun part of the movie. Elvira is like the anchor for sure. Like if Elvira wasn't in the film, I don't know if it would be as entertaining. So she carries the film. So if you don't like Elvira, well, then you might as well just shut the movie off. Elvira is also like your cool big sister because she'll she'll like lead you through everything. She'll lead you through that creepy motherfucker who's ultimately creep. Just an adventure story, right? She's in this adventure to seek her goal to entertain, and this is her dream. And then she gets stuck with all these uh, shenanigans. No, so I mean, it's a fun I, adventure, I think. I mean, I do like Elvira, but like, I, it's just not good enough to like. It, it's just really recycled shtick at this point. It's, it's just comes across as really tired in this movie. Like, it works in Mistress of the Dark. Like, I feel like she anchors Mistress of the Dark and. I've seen like exactly. clips here and there of like her like old TV specials and like she's entertaining in that respect, but like here it's just. I really think you're tired. just not a fan. Bill. You're saying this is more this is more gold member, less uh, less international. I I like I like where you're going with this kit. 
this is this is gold member and as opposed to um international man of mystery was that the first that one? was the first one no. yes i don't think this no, was tired no, was no i i think phil's issue is with elvira herself i don't think he really like I think he kind of just rolls his eyes at her. Like, it's kind of like, uh, all right, no, you you're not so, you're not I, as funny as you think. I don't think he's got an issue with the actual work and the result of, or the nods or whatever. You guys, I'll tell you something. There was I a moment. I think he just has an issue with there, I think Elvira's, this is, Elvira. Humor I think this is her beautiful. Delivery. This her is delivery. A, no, no, her no, delivery. You're saying that there's, there, that the film, it's not bringing anything new, right? Like, it's like, okay, it's Elvira. You know, it's like you're paying for what, like, you kind of know what to expect going into it. And you, it was a bit of a snooze fest for you, right? But you didn't, you didn't fall asleep. <laughs> but, uh, but you know what it was? Okay, while it was a snooze fest for Philip here, a very distinguished man. The Haunted Hills with a lot were of great him. words and very great into things to say. And y'all should listen to him. Um, I just want to say one thing. There was a moment when I was watching this and I thought, man, this is better than Disney. I mean, I heard those blue birds. I heard those blue birds chirping and I got a tear in my eye going into my heart, slicing it wide open because there was this beautiful moment. There were these beautiful above Disney, like above like ultra Disney, like altruistic like the most beautiful shit I I didn't think I would find romance in this in the same way I couldn't imagine that I would find love in reading The Exorcist The Exorcist was full mm -hmm. of love it, that's what Super the movie lovely. that's what the the book is about that's what it, it's all about Okay, Kim might disagree with me because he mm -hmm. loved the set so much, but yeah. I just feel like it's hard to sustain someone's um, attention for so long in one setting, and so because a lot of it took place in the castle, it's like, it kind of, yeah, there's only so much you can do, right? Whereas like Elvira, Mistress yeah. of the Dark. They're it, different locations, it, yeah. It, yeah, it moves so beautifully, like, I just I, I actually location. felt that like in this film, the writing was better. The, the jokes were more rat-a-tat-tat. Really? Because, well, because it had to be, because they only had one location. So it's mm -hmm. like every single, like, whereas in Mistress of the Dark, it was like, she drives somewhere, there's a joke, and then mm -hmm. some other plot happens, and then she goes somewhere else. Whereas I feel in this film, it's just rat-a-tat, like everything has like one, two, three, four, five. Like even when she comes in, it's like, madam, your cloak, madam, your gloves, madam, your shoes. Hey, normally I get paid for this sort of thing. And then it's just sort of like, ah! Oh, a lot of people find my appearance shocking. Mistress of the Dark too. I agree. I'm not. I'm not saying one's better than the other. Tat 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 too. I agree. I'm not saying one is. I'm not saying one is better than the other. I'm just saying that I feel that like this film made up for its lack of locational difference with with more with more rat tat tat jokes. Hey, Glenn Glenn Gary Glenn Ross only had one location, and and I guess what I'm trying to say is that Elvira haunted locations. Elvira's haunted hills. Is the Glengarry Glen Ross of Elvira? Well, movies. no, it had uh, Elvira. It had. Let's let's see. It hey, starts. had one location, as well, the Die Hard. Bar and the uh, agency. Oh, that's true. Huh? But Alien had like location. It was a ship, and there were multiple locations on the ship. You could argue that the setting wasn't constrained. Yeah. Glengarry Glen Ross had three locations. It had the Chinese restaurant. It had the office, and it had the house where um, where what's his face goes. Um, uh, Old Jack Lemon. Jack Lemon goes Lemon, yeah. to try and convince the couple to buy some stuff. Um, this he one actually had... goes. Doesn't he call them over the phone? Oh, he goes. There's, there's a phone booth scene as well, I think. And yeah, so that's four. Harriet and blah blah Nyborg. So now that we watch the film, let's go through the plot of it. Kit, take <clears throat> it away. Uh, the the plot starts with um, 
Oh, I guess well, Elvira dreams she's she's getting buried alive, or not buried alive so much as uh, walled in. Yeah. Um, alive. Luke Perry style, like on Oz. Luke Perry in Oz. Yeah, that's very correct. Luke Perry was in Oz. Yes, he was. He, he played a he played he a played preacher. The Tin Man? No, he played a preacher. Um, and then I guess the Aryans or I, I forget who the fuck. prison the prison show Oz. It, it, it got to a yeah. point in season four where people were dying on every episode. Oh, so shit. in one episode, Luke Perry gets buried alive, and I don't remember what happens to his character. Does he ever get? Oh, the kitchen blows up, and uh, <laughs> he dies. Then uh, presumably. Okay. They, they don't really. They don't really go into detail. Right? Anyway, so yeah, just like and the, then Elvira wakes up, and Elvira <laughs> wakes up, and she's in an inn, and the innkeeper's like, "You gotta pay me some money," and um, she and her she's, assistant Zuzu is like, Zuzu "We must get there. out of here." She's French, and then they do a, the, a shining homage, which is fun, mm-hmm. right? Here's Johan. I, I gotta tell you, one of my favorite things was Zuzu, because like every time she pulled something out of her bosom, I just felt at home. Like I felt like <laughs> I felt answer. like I had my she feet up. The, the fire was burning. I was massaging my grandfather's feet. Grandfather? Grandfather. And it was lovely. And we both had hot chocolate, and we talked about olden times. And that's all thanks to Zuzu and her ample bosom and all the treats that came out of it. A- Amy, can you name some of the treats that came out of Zuzu's bosom? She whipped out these beautiful slippers for Elvira to wear with furry black fur. And she whipped high out... High heels, right? Yeah, high heels. Do you know those like boudoir, like 1960s, slippers, except it's yeah. not pink, it's black, and she's wearing them, and she almost fell on the steps where the crack is. Mm-hmm, or jumping ahead. She, what else did she whip out? She whipped out a mirror. Several times. Several and times. And some sausage. And sausage a when Elvira was hungry. Sausage. She was the best gong. By the way, she serves us as a gong in this film. Gong mm-hmm. would be the dog and Mistress of the Dark. And so, oh my goodness, those sound effects yes, when she pulled things out. Woof. Oh, no. Did you want to recreate the sound effects? <laughs> no, really, no. Hmm. That was a no from Phil. <laughs> It'd be like a boing. Kind of like a no. like a sound when she pulls something out or a... No, like, a, a, like, a like a... Uh, cork popping kind of a sound. So basically, they they have to run because they can't pay the innkeeper. So they gotta get the show on the road, and they're on the move. Yeah, it's a whole Benny Hill routine. On the move, and uh, what happens? Up they're kind of hitchhiking. They're kind of hitchhiking along the mountain to go up the hill. And a carriage pulls over and picks them up. And uh, Zuzu rides up front with the carriage uh, keeper. And this Who we is never a- see again. What happens to that guy? He looks like Varys he, from Game of Thrones, if anybody wants to know. Just let it go. Let it go? <laughs> it, I actually... Here's what... No, no. Here, here's what happened. He, um... I believe he, he went back into town. on the carriage. Let it go. <laughs> Guys, I do want to say one thing before we go on this carriage trail is that another feeling I got from this was the same feeling I used to get watching uh, the 1984 Alice in Wonderland anime series. Who can that girl be? Her eyes are open wide. I guess she's in a daydream that's better than real life. She knows a secret country where the grown-ups never go. Yes, she's Alice. Alice in Wonderland. Alice, Alice in Wonderland. Alice, wait for us, we'll come to. Ooh, ooh, ooh. 
she had a little bunny called Benny Bunny. I've always wanted Benny Bunny for my own, but I will never have a Benny Bunny. You never thought that would happen on this podcast, huh, Graham? You are a Benny Bunny. We we actually we we have like a singing portion on every episode now, which I love. You do? No, but specifically the Alice in Wonderland. No, I never thought that would happen. But I do very much remember the Alice in Wonderland cartoon from it, it aired on Family Channel. When Family Channel was still a prestige channel. So then Elvira gets picked up by Bradley Bradley in the carriage, and. Uh, um, so Zuzu rides up front with the carriage driver who disappears as, as Kit said I assume he just went back into town when the doctor went back in the next day they get picked up by Dr. Bradley Bradley who is a physician going to one of his clients houses the house of Helzebus he's a psychiatrist he's a psychiatrist who she mistakes for a podiatrist podiatrist yes. Dr. Bradley she has a foot Bradley. massage yes Bradley Bradley and she gets a foot, foot massage there's some bumps on the road because Zuzu and the carriage driver start making out which leads to a hilarious pun of the Dr. Bradley Bradley after some like um, turbulence in the carriage banging on the ceilings being like driver how are you making out up there and then cut to they're making out uh-huh. uh, also when um, on the first bump he, he face plants right into Elvira's haunted hills yep um, and she's like lucky for you I came equipped with my own airbags <laughs> dun 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 well, yeah, this is where the uh, title comes into play. This is where we get the setting of the land and really the, the context, lay the, the lay of the land, yes. where the story shall unfold. The way to the castle. <laughs> yeah. And so then Elvira tries to get out, but she opens the door and sees that, oh, they're riding right on the edge of a cliff. They arrive at the castle. The front door opens. And the lady of the manor screams. And that lady of the manor is, what's her name, girls? I, I don't remember, but she was in Mad TV after. Like, that's where I recognize her from. Vanny, Ima? Yeah, Ima. But Ima. what's her real name? Is that what you mean, her real name? I don't know. No, no, her character name. Thank you, bitch. She was uh, Mary Shear is her name. The one who opens the door. Yes, yeah, so the one who opens the door and screams. And Elvira utters that line, like, yes, my appearance is shocking. Mary Shear, C H E E R. Scott Atkinson plays Dr. Bradley Bradley. <laughs> and Heather Hopper of Save by the Bell theme. What? Plays Lady Roxana, who is. Is that the, the Shakira girl? Yes, the Shakira, Shakira girl. Shakira, Shakira. Um... She was in the very first season, Good Morning Miss Bliss, where she played Nikki Coleman opposite of Zach Morris. I just want to say I love you, Richard. Richard, I love you. I was gonna be like, there's that like season of Saved by the Bell where where Kelly is not at the school. Yeah, it's not the Tory Paradox years now. Oh, okay. And Richard O'Brien plays Lord Vladimir Helzebus. Richard Ooh. O'Brien of Rocky Horror Picture yes. Show fame plays and uh, Dark City, one of my uh, one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Was Richard O'Brien in Shock Treatment, the sequel to? He the was Rocky in Picture? Shock Treatment. Which has a great theme song. I love the shock treatment theme song. Oh. We're not going to be singing it. And our girl from Suspiria. Yes, exactly. Treatment. Jessica Harper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Jessica. Jessica Harper was also in Phantom of the Paradise. Yes, she was. Mm-hmm. For the win all over the place. And she was also in... What was that Tom Cruise movie with the crimes of the future? Minority Report. Minority Report. Oh. Yeah. 
this is the six degrees of whatever. Of Suspiria at this point. Yes. Um, anyway, shenanigans ensue, and it turns out that Elvira is a dead ringer for Lord Vladimir's <gasps> dead wife, who died You're ten so years ago. Cue the thunder Yay. lightning audio. <gasps> Editing this is going to be a nightmare. It's like a coincidence because um, there is like a lightning storm outside right now. Yes, lightning. No. So then, what happens after that, Graham? Take it away. Or Phil? Phil, do you remember? No. <laughs> Phil, could, Phil, Phil was on his social media by this point. He's Done. Do you remember what? what do, okay. Do you remember? Uh, uh, so we had the comical scene where he he pulls the the curtains and like there's like three billion, layers yeah. of friggin' curtains yeah. before we get to the picture. Uh, oh, uh, then she takes a bubble bath and I love that scene. we have the comical scene where she plays with the pirate boats, which I I, I really enjoyed. Yar, give me your booty. Yes. Ah, no, don't pillage my booty. <laughs> Oh god, that was such a like just yummy scene. Like she might as well have been eating cookies and curling her hair and talking to Gong, but he wasn't there. He was probably with Bob back home in Los Angeles or Los that's Angeles or Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. That's right. What that's where we left Wait, her last. What we failed to mention is isn't it Rosanna Sha- A.K. Shakira, right? Yeah, that Shakira. character was yeah, it Mary? She? How do you pronounce her name? That's not Mary. Sure. Oh, sorry, not Mary. Sure. That was Heather Hopper. Heather Hopper. Mm. So she, when she first sees Elvira, she, she faints. screams as well. And she faints. screams and faints, and then she comes mm. back during the bubble bath scene. Yeah. And she tells her about. She tells her about the like she's yeah she's very ill she's and she's ill right yeah the entire family I I think it's a riff on the um the uh, the Russian uh, royal family the Tsar mm-hmm. and how they were all hemophiliacs. Um, they're all basically like they have extreme sensitivity to light, sound, uh, spicy food. They're incredibly you guys weak. Remember when the wolf was howling and he's like, "I hear everything. I see everything. I'm very sensitive." Blah blah blah. And so, then there's a wolf howling, and she's like, oh, "Do you hear that? What is that?" He's like, "I don't. What? Huh?" Yeah. yeah, when he That's ran, when when Elvira ran into Richard O'Brien out in the woods, um, thinking it was Adrian, the the stable stud, as he's credited. Yes, we must. So an interesting fact him. about uh, Adrian, the Here stable stud. Go. So no, Elvira late at night gets up and goes downstairs and sees him reading, mm-hmm. and um, it turns out. Reading, huh? Yes, reading. Um, and then wait, like she goes down this corridor and it's dark, and then yep. she and then she stumbles upon stumbles, him as he's cleaning and there's like his a pistol. Door that she has to. That's not, later on. Is there a? Just, there's yeah. Okay, there's that's later. Yeah, on. it's later on. <laughs> Isn't he polishing? He's a, polishing like a, his pistol. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm 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 not speaking metaphorically here. He's he's literally polishing a pistol in a chair, and it looks very very awkward. Um, Graham, can I just remind you that two seconds ago you were calling it reading. Um, and no, but he's there to read ostensibly. He loves to read. And she's like, oh, that's adorable. What's your name is Adrian, the stable stud. Um, but the interesting thing is that uh, that role was dispo- originally supposed to be played by Fabio. Um, however, they couldn't come to terms on uh, Fabio's payment. So at the last minute, they had to cast a local Romanian guy who looked really good, but could not speak a word of English. So they wound up dubbing his voice. And in, in a hilarious, it added to the humor of it too, because it was just sort of like, hello, Elvira. And when he was like leaving, like off camera, he'd leave screen, and you'd hear "bye" um, as he was going back they, to they certain. They played room. up the humor of it. I thought well. At one point, Cassandra Peterson. That was one even, of the funnier gags yeah. of the movie. At one point, Elvira actually breaks the fourth wall and, and points to the camera. How does he do this? To his li- to her lips. Um, oh, also, I think it's the second time she breaks the fourth wall. That is the second time. The first time was actually in the bathtub scene when she's about to get out, and the camera doesn't move, and she looks right at the camera, and so it's like. 
and she goes like, hey, you want to keep this, the rating? Look away. And the camera turns and looks away while she gets out of the bathtub. Wonderful jokes. And, and she had a knack for doing that. In Mistress of the Dark, it was just so seamless. I bet you couldn't even count how many times she did that, and she did it a lot. When she got down with Bob, she did it. She winked at us just yeah, before totally. she got down with Bob. Just before the sales for Reiki Mula. Later on, as a parting gift to Adrian, he actually, she actually gives him a book, and it's the Kama Sutra. And she proceeds to teach him the first chapter. Well, we're jumping all around. Because he's never read it before. <laughs> he's an avid I, lover of books. But. I, I loved that Fabio couldn't do it. Good for him. Like, whatever. Oh, the, the film's the much better without Fabio, this, yeah. The fact that they got this guy whose mouth didn't match his face, I thought that was genius. I mean, like, that's the way things are. There's so many guys out there where their mouths don't t- don't touch their face. So don't... Don't match their eyes, don't match what the fuck they're saying, their mouths are just moving. And it can also be like a thing like, ooh, she's falling in love with him because she's noticing that his mouth is all out of whack, you know? It's like, ooh, it's like her eyes are kind of like in focus of that. I think it it worked. It didn't, you know, it didn't things up for me at all. I thought it was great. I'm gonna have to bleep you so much. So, long story short, take it away, Lil, what happens next? Uh, where were we? Kit? Rise up. Uh, okay, so we're after the bathtub scene. Um, <laughs> she meets Adrian, the stable guy, um, and then What's-Her-Face walks in, Mary Shearer's character, um, Emma, and Adrian has to hide because he's not allowed to be there. Mm-hmm. He has to hide behind, to hide behind uh, some uh, drapes, and uh, Ina has a poker and she goes to swing and hit it and Elvira moves and she's like ah and she's like oh it's a spider and then she flings open the curtains to discover that Adrian was actually hiding in front of a door and he escapes dun 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 now it's also at this time that uh, so the reason why they spend the night at the castle uh, is because they're going on their way to Gay Perry so that uh, Elvira can star in the the review Yes I Can Can and um, they've got posters. Yeah, they got posters already. Bradley made up. Bradley already. He, That's why her he reputation her preceded her. Mm-hmm. So then, um, <gasps> I thought I had that cleared up. Yeah, and also <laughs> when they go through the portraits in the castle, when she the guys introducing her to like all these like whatever like old relatives, she's like, they're crossdressers. They're crossdressers. I, they're supposed to be good at dancing or something like that. Because there was one uh, ancestor who was a crossdresser who was like in. He participated in torture and was a bad dancer. Oh, that's read. right. But mm-hmm. didn't they all just dress funny? Like They all dress funny. Well, they're all Richard O'Brien. Yeah. Yeah. So um, th- at this point, uh, we learn that there is a plague going on back in town. So Dr. Bradley Bradley has to go back. So they're actually stuck there. So then they agree to take young uh, Roxette. Is it Lady Roxette? Did I just get the name wrong? Did- Roxanne. Did we miss your village people joke that you like? Oh, so the much? village people. I love that. And so, <laughs> so yes, thank you for reminding me, Kit. So, anyways, as Dr. Bradley Bradley is showing Elvira the, the castle, he's like, the village people say that this place is haunted. And she says, oh, well, who listens to the village people anymore? Ah, ah ha, ha, ha. Such a great joke. Like so many other great lines in this movie. Honestly, Graham, I think you're giving it too much credit. <laughs> no, but you're not Sorry. there to hear the jokes. You're just there to like enjoy while you know, like while you're there. It's it's all right to make these. Quirks I thought and the jokes were, were much better in Mistress, but I'm in no. the Mistress of the Dark camp. I'm not saying Mistress of the Dark me. is bad. Why? Well, why? She also had a lot of help with those actors, like you know that. Oh, I, I well, I never will. Well, you never will with them soup cans in your face, right? In your hand. In your hand. 
right? Yeah. And she's like, she had oh, attitude. You know, okay. like that Miss. Oh, she brought it in here too. The pariah. Come on. The other guy, Kaniki. Hello, remember Kaniki? She had more adversity, more like more people on her case in the first one. It felt like. Anyway. This movie, everyone's trying to kill her. Well, no, she gets almost burned at the stake in the first one. So she's the whole town wants to kill her by, you know, by the end. I, you know what? I want to say good for her. I'm clapping. I'm standing up. There were some certain times I wanted to stand up and actually clap in this movie because let me tell you something about these Elvira movies: the first one and the second one, and everyone henceforth. Elvira represents sticking it to the man, knowing that those people who are trying to kill those beautiful people are bad and. And they've been teaching you bad all along and she's been with the kids all along and she's with kids and she loves every one of us and she's gonna tell the principal to go f- himself and the chastity pariah too and it's one big middle finger to the man and Elvira I love you for that and that's what you're doing you're doing it in the middle ages you're doing it in 1865 you're doing it in 1984 Salem Massachusetts Come do it here in Toronto, Ontario this 2018. The Tim Hortons people could really use a girl like you. Oh, yeah. I used to be a Timmy Ho, so my heart aches for those people right now. I'm a Timmy Ho. I ride (laughs) with the boys. (laughs) Donuts for life. Okay, so cut cut to day two. They're about to leave. (laughs) Um, And um, what's-her-face is going to leave with them, apparently. She wants to go as well. Um, so, and then they're all about set to go. Elvira thinks she spies, um, the stable stud. Adrian, yeah. And she's like, uh, oh, uh, you know, if, uh. Um, give me a minute. Uh, give me, uh, wait for me for an hour. And if I don't come back in an hour, wait for me for another hour. <laughs> yes. You want to say because something? Because Elvira's sexy like that. She's so right about that stuff. It's like, <laughs> it's like, it's not so dire like you some bitches or might think it might be. Okay. It's like, if I'm not back in an hour, wait another f***ing hour. Don't be texting. Don't be blowing up my phone, bitch. You know what I mean? F***ing wait, motherfucker. Like, find some kind of satisfaction in the air around you for five minutes. I'll be right back, motherfucker. In an hour. This this is our most expletive-laden episode yet. At least it's the first one. (laughs) Welcome to 2018, folks. 2018, folks. Um, so anyway, she doesn't find um, the stable stud in the woods, as she thought she would. She finds Richard O'Brien. Um, and uh, she falls into a grave, actually. She falls into an open grave at first, mm-hmm. and then he rescues boop her first. from... Boop boop first, yes, I suppose. The bubble sounds. I think Elvira does everything boob first. <laughs> Those things have gotten her out of trouble. They saved her in the pendulum. They always they, they save do, her. They, they do. always save her. They're her guardian angels. They do, yes. Um, so then she has uh, the little bit with Richard O'Brien, which is which is kind of funny. Where um, that's where he says he super has super sensitive hearing. As Lillian said earlier, there's that. Yeah. And she's like, "What's that?" And he's like, "What?" <laughs> I nearly peed myself at that one. I loved it. <laughs> what? What? Can you describe <laughs> the sound? <laughs> I don't hear. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, and then she makes the sound, and he's like, "Yeah, it's probably wolves." Yeah. But, um, so then, oh, what happens next? Oh, yeah, then then he sort of gets possessed, and he thinks that she's his ex-wife, or she, he explains to her the story of his ex-wife mm-hmm. at that point, and then we flash back, and it's Elvira, or the, the actress. Cassandra um, Peterson. Cassandra Peterson as, as the ex-wife. 
Um, it's a funny scene where I guess she gets sick or something like that, and then uh, he has to try to cheer her up at least. So he describes. So he, he makes, makes her, a like, pancake with a smiley face. With a smiley face. Does not he does work. the whole like I'm going downstairs now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that tickled us. He did it. Yeah, next to bed's like, oh, I'm going down the escalator. <laughs> He did the I'm a mime trapped in a glass box thing routine. He was nothing, trying to cheer her up. Nothing cheered her up. Thing, the thing that's so amazing about Elvira is like nothing will set her away from her goal. It's like no matter how freaky a situation she finds herself in, her goal is still the same to just get on out and continue to be that entertainer that she wants to be. And also Which to sleep with the stable endearing. stud if she can. I do have to say the look of pride that I'm seeing on both Amy and Lillian's faces as they discuss Elvira is wonderful. <laughs> It's just really You don't understand, Graham. You don't understand how alone you can feel and like an alien. Like I told No, I don't no, I have to explain this to you. Off and camera, I know, I'll like, discuss my okay, whole I know being a kid, like growing up and stuff like that and like your teenage years or whatever, it's so alienating like that. There's a lot of things that you don't want to come out with. You know what I mean? Whether it be this, that or the other. And like things like Elvira and things like that and like music and shit like that, like it totally gives you like, look at her. She's stretching out her hands to us. She's asking her to come come along. I'll take care of you, bitch. You know what I mean? And that's how I feel. And and I no, I can I can relate. Like you you know what somebody from that place can say, bitch, you can't relate, you can't you can't know. But yeah, it is that fing scary. It is. And like and and that's why like I cry at things like this or like that Carrie show that we went to it was so fabulous and beautiful oh. and that movie that happened Carrie. before Carrie oh. Oh, yeah. those guys that did like Linda Blair and Carrie at the same time like it was like so beautiful so, how they so found we, love we attended a screening of Carrie as part of the World Cinema's Queer Fear series yeah yeah which was quite good and they showed before it a short called uh, I think it was called what was that short called Scream Queens uh, Monster no Man. Monster Mash <laughs> It was about two guys um, attending an LGBTQ uh, party who meet each other and bond over their love of horror. And one's dressed like Carrie and the other one's dressed like... Um, Regan. Regan. Yep, that's right. Rat, from the rags. Like from The Exorcist. Yep. And they hit it off. You know, they get together. And they spend the whole night talking about horror movies and exactly. that's how they bond. They, yeah. they go out. It's like a one night stand, but not really because, because you know, no, they get to know each yeah. other and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh God, you guys! There's this like French Canadian film you have to see. It's also about a one night stand that goes on forever. It's called like Number One Night or something like in French, Nuit Numéro Un or something. And it's so great. Or like I've, maybe I maybe I don't remember what it's called, but it's something First Night or something like that. But not La Première, not not nothing like that. Just Number One Night. And these two people, and they get together like after a rock concert, and they get home. It's like the longest fucking night. They start talking. It's the greatest thing ever. Watch it. I think you're discussing Nick and Nora's infinite playlist. It's not Nick and Nora. It's 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 not. Do not even. It's a French Canadian amazing film. Can I just add on something to what you said? Like that you, uh, in a way, Elvira sort of was like a role model in a way for you, someone you could look up to and just very somebody like it's yeah. okay to be like I want to add on this because no because uh, I actually uh, was kind of like oh I want to I want to uh, g- g- I went online earlier today because I knew we were going to watch this yeah. and I, I was I, I sort of Googled, oh, um, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, or just Elvira mm-hmm. uh, feminism. Because I wanted yeah. to see how mm-hmm. she's 
interpreted by feminists or by oh, yeah. women or like mm-hmm. do they see her as you know just like trampy or do they see her as someone who is representative like a representative of other females and mm-hmm. she, it turns out she's like to in, according to this woman who writes for the agonybooth.com. I don't know if you've ever heard no. of this site. I've heard of it. She called Elvira like a feminist masterpiece, mm-hmm. like Elvira Mistress of the Dark. And she is pop- popular in the in the uh, gay community as well. Like she yeah. uh, routinely does uh, 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 she routinely does uh, like host drag shows. Oh. So okay. a lot of, a lot of men drag is Elvira. But what the cool thing is like I don't know if you guys well you noticed in the credits like she co-wrote Elvira's mm-hmm. Haunted, Haunted Hills and yep. Mistress of the Dark. Oh, yeah. And what's great about that is um, the character itself, like she's quite confident and she knows she's hot mm-hmm. shit, which is different from a lot of other heroines where like they're beautiful and attractive, but they're not aware of it. Yeah. And that's sort of a perfect example of like a male writing yeah. a woman because yeah. it's for the male gaze, yeah. right? As yeah. opposed to, it's a male fantasy it's thing. It's a male fantasy thing. Gorgeous. But she's overly aware of how great yeah. she is. And, and she and she's also, it's, she's kind of like mm-hmm. the butt of the joke too and doesn't take herself too seriously and I think we can all relate to that especially as I get older I kind of uh, don't take myself as seriously as I used to and no. I think and that's the a thing is thing. Uh, so Cassandra Peterson made some rules when it came to Elvira like A she owns the character the station that, that she did doesn't as she owns the character solely herself and um uh, she made a decision because she like was when it was at the height of Elvira of Armenia in the eighties. Hugh Hefner, Playboy, was like, "Oh, you should come do a pectoral," and she was like, "No, Elvira doesn't take her clothes off on camera." And he's like, "But you've done nudity before." And Cassandra Peterson has appeared topless in in a film at a certain point, but she's like, "No, Elvira doesn't." So she like took a stand like oh, this Elvira character is an icon to yeah, little girls it, as well as like it, guys. It, no, but it's also like the same what you just said. It's like, oh, you got naked before with me, yeah. darling. Won't you get naked with that guy? It's like, no. You know, it's like somebody sees you, a guy. This is like such a thing, like left and right. Mm-hmm. It's like guys see you, right, ladies? Getting down with some guy, they think they can do it too with you. You know what I mean? It's like it's like a, a it's a man's world. And I just want to say with Elvira, this whole thing about like girls getting together, all those girls that are like with her in the first film. Remember how she was like, you know, teaching that girl. She did her hair and everything, mm-hmm. and she got so excited. She she pulled those shoes from under her bed. I had shoes under my bed that were too big for me with heels um, that I got for like my ninth birthday. But it was like I was never gonna wear them. But it's like a little heel, you know, and you suddenly you're so big. And like I kept them under my bed, so she whips them out of her bed. She puts them on, and she go. They all sneak out at night to go see Elvira, right? And she gives them a little life there. And it's all about women loving women with Elvira. It's like girls mm-hmm. loving each other. Like at that age, like when you're a child, everybody's like in love. And then like this fucking Patty. That's when you get like all hard and stuff like that. You're just gonna break if you get hard. You know what I mean? Yep. You gotta be soft like a child forever. So then you can. Now I'm just quoting Stalker. That's it's really great film. I know, but, Stalker. I know Stalker. But you can totally quote that film left and right. And that's what Elvira is. She brings kids together, mm-hmm. she brings women together. There's no this like fighting, jealousy, whatever. It's all like the beauty of being a girl, a girl mm-hmm. amongst girls and so- stuff like that. So anyways, long story short, turns out that Bradley Bradley and uh, Adenia are plotting against Richard O'Brien to get his family jewels. Uh, Richard O'Brien turns out he actually sealed his uh, wife alive in um, the the dream that Elvira had at the start of the film actually turned out to be the death of 
his wife, Elura, E-L-U-R-A, which is also the product that uh, Cassandra Peterson uses on the Elvira wigs to make them hold their shape. Um, and um, also, so there's three maniacs, and uh, Richard O'Brien only sees Elvira as Elura, and he chains her up to to put her through the pit in the pendulum from the uh, Edgar Allan Poe short story. A large blade is swinging above her and it's gradually getting closer. However, her haunted hills come to the rescue again. <laughs> Where her uh, her chest area is higher than the rest of her other area, so the the rope surrounding that area actually gets cut, but no damage is done to her body because it's so far away from the rest of it, and she escapes. Um, in 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 the short story, mm-hmm. not to get too uh, literary here, but yeah. he's able to uh, because the his prisoners keep on feeding him food. He's able to rub a bit of food on the ropes that are holding him, and mm-hmm. then the rats that are in the dungeon eat oh, through the ropes, and he's able to get to get out that way mm, so his haunted hills don't save him there the rats do also i just like to remind everybody as elvira likes to say cassandra peterson or elvira i don't know who she was when she said this but she funnily says that her high school photo was the only like her graduation high school school photo was the only one that was a a fold out you know, yeah. She has the. That was an Elvira. She's blessed with those hills. Mm-hmm. Smoky white hills. So, anyways, Adrian comes in to try and save her, but she's already saved herself. Richard O'Brien gets cut in half. Uh, Adinia gets locked into a um, into an Iron Maiden. An Iron Maiden. That was Run to the hills. <laughs> um, and uh, Roxette or Roxanne, the lady, she actually was still Elvira's ally. Richard O'Brien like poisoned her. And she wound up, like, appearing to be dead. They locked her in a coffin. She escaped. Wait a second. In case people don't know what an Iron Maiden is, do you want to elaborate on that? I thought that? there would be, like, spikes spikes in her face. But maybe I'm thinking of that witch movie. Yeah. That's an Iron Maiden as that well. That is an Iron Maiden. But... Yeah. So, an Iron Maiden is... Uh, it was a... Uh, English uh, heavy a, metal band. Uh, yes. But it was also a European uh, torture device, which was a uh, iron... Um, which was an iron uh, case with spikes on the inside that was roughly the size of a human body. So it was close enough so that if you moved, you would um, uh, get pricked by a spike and you couldn't get out. So, you, uh, so like basically it was a exhaustion uh, torture device where like the tire, more tired you got, the more you banged into the spikes, the more you got pricked, the more you got cut until you eventually bled to death or passed out and got spiked to death. So... Um, Elvira escapes with uh, Zuzu. Uh, Roxette uh, saves her by, like, poking at Richard O'Brien's eyes. He then falls onto his pendulum device, and he gets cut in half in a very gory fashion. Um, and then Adrian's like, I have to go back in. And they're like, why? And he's like, oh, because Adenia is my half-sister or something. <clears throat> so he runs back. He runs away saying, hi. And, um... <laughs> The second he steps foot back into the castle, which is falling apart because there is a large crack running through the entire castle, which is an homage to another Edgar Allan Poe short story, The Fall of the House of Usher. So at this point, the entire castle is falling apart, um, and uh, he gets hit in the head with some cement and dies. And then... Uh, that Edgar Allan Poe, man, can you get into your brain or what? <laughs> like your darkest fears, your worst fears. He's like there every single day, Edgar Allan Poe. It's fabulous. Mm-hmm. And so, then. No, uh, Orson. Is it Orson Welles? The uh, time travel and. Uh, H.G. Wells. H.G. Wells. H.G. Yeah. I always mix them up. H.G. Wells has always freaked me out. 
Well, Orson Welles did adapt War of the Worlds, the H.G. Wells story for his radio broadcast. For radio, yeah. Okay. Some good radio. Um, so then Cassandra or Elvira remarks, like, can you believe it? That we had that much money in the budget for that special effect, and actually the special effect was quite bad. Um, and then they go and get picked up by another carriage, and they're telling the whole story. Actually, the one good uh, special effects they did have is when Elvira... Um, oh, she's being stretched out. She's, she's being on a stretched torture out. Rack. She's on one of the stretcher machines. Mm-hmm. And uh, torture machines. And um, Richard... Um, I guess he comes to, Richard O'Brien comes to, and he's like, oh, I'm going to save you. Yeah. But he turns the wheel the wrong way and stretches her arms out even more. Mm-hmm. And But then he's like, oh, sorry. And he uh, he unties her, but then her, her arms, arms are, are like, all stretched out. It was CGI long. done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Richard O'Brien's character was weirdly sane and insane at the same time, depending on how he was. And normally, like, when he was insane, Elvira would just kick him in the family jewels and he'd be fine afterwards. Um, so Bradley, Bradley, Adenia, uh, the stable stud, and uh, Richard O'Brien all die. Um, Elvira and Zuzu uh, get into another carriage where another Vincent Price-esque character asks, like, oh, so where'd you come from? And they tell him the whole story, and he's like, but that's not possible. Castle um, Helzebus uh, was ripped... buried for over a hundred years! Was he French? No, but just go with it. I just had to be dramatic. Excuse me, she's French. Over a hundred years! He's not Scottish either, but okay. Um, so, so, anyways, um, it was like a French Scottish accent. Yeah, and so, so he says that that castle has been destroyed for over a hundred years. Hard H's in there. So that castle's been destroyed. I don't think that was French or German whatsoever. So Castle Elizabeth has been destroyed for over a hundred years, and Elvira's just like, "What?" Cut to outside the carriage, and they're looking out like shocked. The camera pans up to Richard O'Brien sitting behind the carriage. Howling with laughter. Ha 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 ha. Cut to credits. Horses and just driving into the night. Yes. And so that was Elvira's Haunted Hills. And that was the last of my sanity. AKA Weathering Heights. AKA Weathering Heights, yeah. Yeah. So then you're asking yourself, was it all just a dream? (laughs) A bad, bad dream. Was it, all, yeah, was it all a dream? I mean, what would she be doing? She didn't wake up at the like, end, but yeah. This is probably like a dream where she's revisiting one yeah. of her past lives or something. So some more trivia about this. Um, the character played by Richard O'Brien was originally, uh, Richard Chamberlain was cast, who co-starred with Cassandra Peterson in um, Alan Quartermain and The Search for the Lost City of Gold in the 1980s, produced by the Canon Film Group. Oh, I was going to ask. I was like, uh, has Cassandra Peterson been in much else other than... Um Elvira. She's and an I'm, not, I'm not. She's in Pee Wee as well. Pee Wee, yes. She was the biker mama. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Phil's falling asleep. I, I think that M- Melissa Joan Hart would be a great Elvira. I see. Yeah. Well, they I'm actually. Pitching Melissa Joan Hart. Melissa Joan Hart. Well, they actually the did royalties. do. They actually did do a uh, search for the next Elvira because there was a the thought that like Cassandra Peterson might retire back in 2007, and they found someone, and she was actually quite good. But then Elvira was like, well, I still got it. You know, she's into her 60s now, pushing 70. And yeah, she, she got still got it. Recently. She got that tattoo finally, the skull face with the bat wings that she had in Mistress of the Dark. Oh, she actually she, went she never and got it. And this happy soul of a lady was the one to tattoo Elvira. <laughs> God knows how many years later. We oh. shall not say, Elvira, your secret is safe with us, you 20-year-old vixen. Mm-hmm. She actually Looking perf- good, girl, all the way. Oh, yeah. Actually, this past October, was uh, she would normally do, in Los Angeles area, uh, a show at Not Scary Farm. So she had an Elvira stage show. And this was her last year. She actually retired from doing it live. Um, 
and uh, it was great. Like, actually, like, a lot of it was on her Instagram account, and there were clips of her, like, still rapping and swinging those tassels around, if you know what I mean. I was so happy to see her tassels reappear. I knew they would, but I couldn't remember how, and they... Do you guys remember what the... Ra- <laughs> the lasso tassel. Oh, the lasso, so the lasso tassel, and then yes. she like rubbed it against his, around his neck, and had him like mm-hmm. totally into her haunted heels. And and you know what I want to say too is that I've never seen an authentic Elvira show. I've never seen mm-hmm. that before. I just know that she's done them, but I would love to see a show like that. I know. Please come to Elvira, or come to Toronto, Elvira. <laughs> yeah, me too. I want that. Yeah, that well, would be the best job, lying on a couch and oh, and I just want to give a shout out to Wendy Williams because I feel like Wendy Williams is kind of also an Elvira type person. I can see Elvira living so well and happy in Wendy Williams. Love you, Wendy. Love you, Elvira. Sisters forever. Woo! I could see them getting along for sure. <laughs> No, 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 no. No, he's not allowed to, as you as you told him. Not the women's voices. Oh, is that the only mandate? So, uh, some more inf- interesting news on this film. Um, this uh, Elvira at the time, or Cassandra Peterson, rather, was actually married to the producer of this film, Mark Pearson. Now, they'd been trying to get another Elvira film made. The unfortunate thing about the first Elvira film, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, is that New World Pictures that was distributing it actually went out of business um, it went bankrupt just before it was released. So it was supposed to get a wide North American release. It wound up being in a fraction of theaters. It didn't do well financially in the theaters. However, it was on home video and cable where it really shone. Um, Sean. Shown. Shined. Shined. Whatever. Jeez. We gotcha. We gotcha. Sean. Sure. Um, anyways... Um, she had been for years trying to get together, but there was no interest in major uh, film studios, so she actually, this was an independent production. So her and her husband actually put up, they brought, she brought back her same co-writer that co-wrote Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. They put up a million dollars of their own money. They emptied out their personal nest egg and mortgaged their house. Now, the unfortunate thing is, is that essentially the stress of making it such a low budget ended their marriage soon after the film was finished shooting. Uh, it didn't do well. I mean, it didn't... Uh, I, I didn't even hear about this film until recently. Until I know. you guys mentioned it. I think it might have been on TV. I, I don't remember seeing it, it in the big it screen. It actually never really did. It never really appeared on TV. The interesting thing is that this came out right at the start of the DVD boom. Oh. So I think it wound up actually becoming profitable on DVD. On oh, DVD. Maybe, maybe we rented it. I don't know. Yeah. But I think it was either... There's no way to see it in theaters. No. But, Graham, I have a question here from the audience. One moment, please. We have an audience member here. Hi, I'm here from Texas. I just wanted to ask, uh, since I know that there is a filmmaker here on the panel, uh, just wanted to ask you, would you want to work with Elvira in a movie? I know you make movies and stuff. I was just wondering if you make a movie with Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Like, if she's listening right now, would you like to tell her something? Thank you so much for coming oh, out here. Wow, that was a moving question. Graham, do you have any uh, response to that? Would I like to work with Elvira? The answer is in a heartbeat. It won one award. Did you get that in, on IMDb? Uh, which one? Provincetown International Film Festival. Oh, good. For the, it won the audience award. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Like, I mean, I know that there were... 2002. I know there was there were film prints struck. I know that for sure, that there was at least a couple of prints, because it actually premiered at the Rocky Horror Fan Convention in 2001, I think. Um, so it's just, it's a shame, because, like, this film is fun, and it could have played... Um, it, um, I don't think there'll ever be a Blu-ray, because I think that the, the visual effects were finished to a standard definition. Um, at the end of the movie, when the when the castle falls apart, there's very much a... You can see it's it's a very low-res, even for standard definition DVD visual effect, and I don't think that it would really hold up. I, I don't think it could be remastered to HD, so it might never make the leap to a, to a high-definition release, unfortunately. But, I mean... It looked gorgeous. Like, the film print was good. They shot on 35, so it still looked good. It wasn't that horrible early 2000s uh, uh, standard definition video. Richard O'Brien is great in the film. Cassandra Peterson is amazing in the film. Everyone all across the board, all the characters, Bradley Bradley, when he switched from a upper-crust British accent to his, like, what's up now, governor? Um, <laughs> to his, like, Tim Tim Marie, I'm clean. I'm, I don't know where I'm going with Dick that. Cockney. His, his bad Dick Van Dyke so. Cockney accent of, like, time to clean up those chimneys. He was, like, really amazing with his eyebrows and his mustaches. Everybody was fantastic in this, I gotta say. I think everybody pulled it together. So, final thoughts, Phil. Phil, we're really eager to know your final thoughts, only because you've been grunting and sweating <laughs> under a dreary life. But here we go. We want to hear what you have to say. And you're more so um, horizontal than you were during the room. So, <laughs> Phil, go for it. My final thoughts. I survived uh, Virus Haunted Hills. I think the exact quote when it ended was like, thank God it's over. I I think you're slowly paraphrasing, but that's the gist of it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Phil, not a fan. But you had a feel no like. You had a time. Feel no like. Feel don't like. Okay. Kit, what are your final thoughts? That's it, yeah. The, The obvious love for this film in this room is kind of infectious. I, I, I I'll say that I, I liked it more than Phil. As I said, um That's not much. the Elvira <laughs> What the hell is that? The Elvira character is very charming. I've never mm-hmm. seen an Elvira film before. Uh I I I He has to see Mistress of the Dark then. I found the uh the campiness mm-hmm. charming. Charming. I, I found a lot of it charming. I don't know. Yeah. It's something I could see myself watching on like a uh, Sunday afternoon, comes on TV. And uh, it, it would be great mm-hmm. in that sense. I do want to see a third Elira film. Yeah, so, um, I, I, sorry, this Texas guy is taking. Uh, 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 hi, I. <laughs> what? Okay, go ahead, Texas guy. <laughs> I'm Eddie. I like spaghetti. I want. Hi, guys. Um, the third film. I think that's why I asked you, Graham, earlier because I've been following your work. You sound oh like you're from s- a different region of Texas, actually. <laughs> I am. I'm from the very east you, you side. S- you sound more like Alabama in it. That at this point. It's east, south, east. Uh, I don't know. I don't read the maps. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the reason I asked you earlier is because I've been following your work over time, and I think that you should do a third film. And yeah, I'm not from Texas. I'm from Alabama. You got it right. <laughs> no. Um, one thing I got to tell the other guy over there with the dark hair that could be a dead ringer for Reggie and the Archies. Uh, I just want to tell that guy that um, he has to see Mistress of the Dark because that's feel good as f- can I say f- 
Well, my mother will point. kill me. Uh, <laughs> but Mistress of the Dark, it's shan- It's shinier than this one. It's like a shiny Cadillac compared to this one. It's more like Hollywood ready, if you will. So you like that. And Graham, because I'm a big fan of your work. I've seen all your films, and I really think you should do a third film for this lovely lady because I think she is a lady of night times from those Merlin movies and Merlin times and Camelot. Perhaps you could get John DeHart uh, involved somehow as oh, well. I'd love to have John DeHart. <laughs> so, Lillian, your final thoughts. My final thoughts. <laughs> I approve. Elvira, I love you. I and so those final thoughts. Yeah. I I enjoyed. This is my second time watching, and it was a lot of fun watching right? with you guys, I have to say. Um yeah, I I enjoyed it. I and I I'm a huge fan, so I don't know. It wasn't too much of a stretch for me to kind of enjoy it. I guess you guys had an Elvira book, wasn't that correct? Oh, I think I remember you telling me about it. Yeah, Elvira nine oh two one oh. So there was a Luke Cherry. <laughs> there was a Luke Cherry or something. Fear Street, Elvira it was it was like Fear Street meets nine oh two one oh Beverly Hills nine oh two one oh and basically Elvira was friends with the nine oh two one oh crew and their names were like all rearranged. There was like Shannon Saharty or something. <laughs> And Luke Cherry and and <laughs> Kelly, I don't remember Kelly's name, but um, Jenny, right. Jenny Barth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Kelly and basically Tori uh, Smelling. The the whole plot was that uh, somebody had moved into Elvira's house next door in the mm-hmm. hills, and he had this Holly hunchback. Hills with him and he was very strange and his name was Seville Lucard which is Devil Lives backwards and basically it was this whole like 90210 drama uh, around based around Alucard. her new neighbor Alucard lives. which was Seville Dracula Alucard. Dracula lives I get it so yeah it was fun and it was funny and, and it's got these like you know all these jokes and stuff so I don't know I I, I enjoy her I so don't do know I. what else to say. I think we all do. Yeah, we can't I looked this her. up. It's Transylvania 90210. That's it. Transylvania 90210. This Thank is legit. You. Holy Thank shit. You. That's legit. Yeah. Read the book. It's so such I've a page turner. I don't know. I don't know. But that's typical of Ira. Like she'll take stuff and just throw her shit. Like her throw her spin into it, you know? Like, has anyone ever seen the pilot for the sitcom The Elvira Show? It's on YouTube. It's very strange because it's literally just a late 80s style sitcom from the 90s, but with Elvira in it. Like, she's got a regular house in the suburbs with her crazy aunt that she lives with. But but it's not gothic. They're not gothic at all. She's the only gothic out of, like, whack part of it, which is weird. It's usually a shock to a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, Lil, take the mic. Take the mic, Lil. Ready? God, does nothing shame you? Wearing this in public ought to do it. God, can't you just... Don't you have anything better to wear? No, sometimes I like to wear something low-cut and sexy. That's right, that's right. Go Elvira. Woo! Yes. (laughs) Sorry, but I know I sound like a surfer, but I just got back from Los Angeles. She's going overboard, but we just love her, and we've taken her throughout. She's just with us all the time. We just love her. her. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. That is the truth. She's quotable. She's an inspiration to all, all of us. Um, and yes, 
Uh, I'm a huge fan. And I really don't have anything else to say. I really like this movie. It's my first time watching it. I'm a big fan of Elvira's, um, Elvira Mistress of the Dark. I'm a big fan of Elvira, the TV show Movie Macabre, or uh, 13 Haunted Nights, which was her most recent uh, TV series. Um, and yeah, I, I like it. Did, wait, did we get Amy's final thoughts? Yeah, we did. Uh, my final thought is there shouldn't be like a fight like with Vampire and Elvira and all that stuff because Elvira's all about like, you know, getting together. Girls, sisters are doing it for themselves. Well, Vampire you know, picked that fight. Sorry? Yeah, vampire I, picked I that know, fight. I know, I know. And she's dead and now, Vampira so really shouldn't no do that, fight. but like, whatever. Like, Vampire girl, devil horns at you, bitch. But the thing is, is that Elvira's fighting the good fight, and there's other people fighting in her footsteps and stuff like that, and good for her. And Elvira, all she ever did was love Vampira. That's it. Don't love me because I'm beautiful. Don't hate me because I'm beautiful. Don't hate. Drop the mic, bitch. Please don't drop that microphone. It's very expensive. <laughs> so, with that being said, we'll re- oh my god, did you just hear that? Mm. Oh my god. That was thunder and lightning. No, it wasn't. This is not the weather for Oh it. my god. The, the, what's the happening? video store is tearing in half. Oh no, what's that floating at me? Oh my god. Oh, it's that thing we it's haven't cracking. seen in years. It's the Vija board. Oh, oh no. I guess it. Let's see what it's going to say. I had a feeling that we'd be watching Asian action movies next month. Let's see if it tells me right. <laughs> All right, the first letter. The first letter. Well, letter is T. T. Tiger. Yes, tiger. It says yes. Oh. This is not a game, Graham. And. This is not a game. Tiger on the goes to the next. Now B. Tiger on the Tiger on the beat. Okay, okay, okay. Stop, 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 stop. Tiger on the beat. The early '90s police comedy starring Chow Young Fat and Jonathan Brandis. What? Because it was a kid's, it was a fan magazine, right? Yeah. For like Tiger, teenage, Tiger, Tiger Beat. Tiger Beat. For Not teenage Tiger girls and boys, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. JTT, Jonathan Brandis. Uh, what was his name um, from Destiny? Uh, what was that final destination? No, not final. Oh, Devin Sawa. Devin Sawa. Yeah. He was a So, with that day. being said, we'll be back next week with Tiger on the Beat, which is where that infamous YouTube clip of the chainsaw fight comes from. That's right. That's such an awesome scene. Oh, my God. I'm doing, like, backflips right now. It's a good one. Well, not really, but that scene is great. Anyways, we'll be back next time. Uh, So we'll see you next time, and be sure to rewind. Thank you so much for listening. For Death by Video, I have been Graham. Okay. Lick me. Wait, we're at a point. point. I've been Phil. (laughs) (laughs) He has been uh, Kit. That's been Kit. And next to the right of me was a uh, satanic uh, Parker Posey. And a total Elvira lover. Yes, it is me, E.P. It's Armina Perez. We also joined by... And last but not least, Lillian, but you can call me tonight. (laughs) Lightning thunder. And I've been Graham. Thank you for listening. Be sure to rewind and we will see you next time. There she was, just walking down the street singing.
Mine. She's mine. I'm hers. She's mine. Wedding bells are gonna chime. 